0: What's up homies, I'm Erica,
1: I'm Roshane Jay.
0: and thank you guys for joining us today um, as we as we reach our finale on Bly Manor. And as I go into an emotional tailspin, um <laughs> this these last three episodes have been rough. Have been rough on, on your girl's heart.
1: Yeah, this uh these series just know how to take a smile and just slap it straight off your face. Yeah. Drop it on the floor, then kinda you know, do a little,
0: do a little double dance. tap
1: and just step
0: on it. <laughs> do a little tap routine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this was this was an emotional journey <laughs> for me <laughs> that mm-hmm. continued on to today. Um <laughs> I was at work earlier thinking about these final episodes and I almost burst into tears while making somebody a breakfast burrito. Um <laughs> so I had to get my life together for a moment there. <laughs> and I did, you know what? I successfully did. But We'll see. We'll see if I can keep it together when we talk about it um, today. Mm-hmm. Cause, oh man, that ending. She, she got me.
1: That ending. But on the bright side, how much of this show are we calling though? Jeez. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was pleased. <laughs> I we did a good job. Um, you had more correct, I believe. You called more correct things than I did. In the- I mean,
1: I wasn't really counted. I felt like it was a team effort. We it were just trying effort, to
0: that's true. That is very trying true. to
1: break down this show and uh, you know, put our money where it needs to go.
0: That's very true. We did work together to come to some conclusions. Um, and I was yeah, I was happy when a lot of them ended up being correct. And that, but there are also some things, and we'll talk about it, that I felt like. When I finally realized them, I felt really dumb for not realizing them sooner. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, that's just the way that these things work. The haunting series is always make me feel a little dumb, but also quite satisfied usually by what I did figure out. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, we're going to get into the final three episodes. I'm so happy that I was finally able to finish them. It was really hard only doing three at a time, much harder to do them at a time than when we talked about Hill House and I had already seen it. And so I didn't have to wait at all to watch them. Um, so I'm happy about that. But I'm sad. I'm also sad that it's over now and that, you know, we're all caught up in that there's no more seasons for us to watch until they hopefully
1: do a new one do a new
0: one i have yeah my fingers crossed that they're gonna do another one
1: i mean i could see them doing it um but you know only time will tell yeah but i agree it it is not like granted it's nice to have shows when they release all your episodes at once so you can just binge them all in one sitting like that's dope it's super awesome but There is something about getting to watch something week to week and like that anticipation of like, all right, a couple more days. I get to watch this that I think, you know, growing up as a cable TV kid just kind of sticks with you. So like it wasn't although hard, it was it was kind of nice to like know that every week I was about to get a little bit more haunting within my uh, weekly schedule.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was really nice. Um, But the good thing about these both seasons in my opinion and now that you know finishing the second one they have a lot of like rewatchability and I, because i think that there's a lot about them that when you go back and rewatch them you learn like n- knowing what you know at the end of it going back and rewatching it it's always nice to see how things unravel and also i missed a lot of the hidden ghosts and i wouldn't mind going back and catching some of those yeah that's fair so that's good cuz we can always go back and rewatch them. And of course, you guys can always, you know, listen to us talk about them too again and again if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's
1: like it's like cool or whatever if it's you guys no want big to do that, deal you know.
0: If you wanted to, <laughs> you can. Now you can also binge these podcast episodes along with the show. So, I don't know, just throwing that out there. um (laughs) but all right guys let's go ahead and get to it ain't nothing to it but to do it so let's go we (laughs) we we're starting off with episode seven which is the Two Faces Part Two? So straight off, the which i p- oh, go it ahead. It should
1: definitely be renamed. Uh, Peter's an asshole, but Peter, sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure.
0: Peter on his bullshit. Peter ain't shit. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I decided this one was all called. Uh, so this is the Two Faces Part Two, um, aka Peter ain't shit. But also, <laughs> <laughs> just from the name alone you know that this is probably going to hop back into Peter and Rebecca's story because their original episode was called The the Two Faces Part One. So yeah. you kind of know we're going to get the quote unquote ending to their story. We're finally going to figure out what happened to Rebecca. Um, But when the episode starts, we basically jump right back into where we left off, which is when, Miles had hit Danny over the head and she was knocked out. So now she's waking up. And <laughs> we hear like Miles and Flora talking. They keep talking about how they think that they're like it's a game. They're they think they're playing a game. Mm-hmm. But
1: Which what kind of game do y'all think y'all are playing? But okay.
0: Like, All right. But I and then they do say like uh they seem very unsure of what they're doing because they even say they're like oh she's scared like she's hurt you can tell that they feel conflicted about what they're doing but mm-hmm. we already know like Rebecca mainly Peter um, is is influencing them so right. when Danny wakes up um, they're talking Miles and Flora talking to Rebecca and Peter and Peter is basically like you know sometimes people need help uh, we need to help people be quiet and like <laughs> you know we have to do these things, and she's scared, but everything's fine. Like, he's convincing the kids that, like, everything's good. Like, Danny's fine. She she She's good to go, and that, like, basically, this is all, like, a means to an end for, for this game that they're playing. And mm-hmm. Flora feels really bad. She keeps telling them that she wants to tuck Danny away so that she won't be scared, which is just, like, to put her into a, a nice memory. And... Rebecca's like oh it doesn't really work like that and then we kind of get to find we get to see so first it happens to Rebecca and then it happens to Peter and they call it slipping away which is basically like um a memory like beckons them and so they disappear from wherever they're at and they get transported back into this memory so they're like right in the middle trying to convince the the kids that they're going to like play this game, whatever, and then Rebecca slips away, so she disappears, and then Peter hears knocking at the door, and then he slips away. He gets transported into a memory where his mom arrives at his apartment, and she kind of is like swindling him for money and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so I mean, you get to you get to see a little bit about. Peter's like backstory in this episode, you kind of find out that his mom and his dad also ain't shit. And that's kind of part of the reason that he is the way that he is.
1: Which, nice try, but (laughs) hell for the fuck not.
0: Nice try, but I still hate the man. Like, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the like backstory. But, but you know, you can see, you can see why he's such a shitty person. It's like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like, his parents were also shitty people. Um, we find out that his dad is like was abusive. Seems like his mom, his mom got out of something like a mental institution or something.
1: Yeah, like she was, she was being held so- somewhere for like mm-hmm. treatment, and then they were like, "You can't be here anymore." So she just. Hits up her son that she, I guess, hasn't seen in years.
0: Yeah, and she basically tells him that she's going to blackmail him if, she, if he doesn't give her money because he has, like, a, a record and stuff, and she's going to give it to Henry um, mm-hmm. and get him fired if he doesn't give her money. So that's the memory that Peter gets pulled into. Rebecca gets pulled into a memory basically right after Peter died the police are there because Hannah reported all of that stuff stolen. And like, you know, they're they're kind of giving Rebecca. They're like really on her, like on her about if she knows, if she knew if he was going to steal and if she knows where he's at. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then after the police leave, Miles comes in and he's like, yo, Peter wanted to tell me, like wanted me to tell you that he's okay. Um, and that he didn't leave you, but like the monster took him, but mm-hmm. like he's fine. And <laughs> she's like, Huh? <laughs> I just love that. Like, okay, yeah, because he literally <laughs> just walks in and says all that to her, and then he's like, I right, good night. And she's like, Miles, <laughs> what? wait, what? What did you just say?
1: Why are you so constantly weird, right. Miles? Come on, the
0: weird is just like overflowing from this boy. Um, But, yeah, so she's kind of confused, and she's really, like, she's really depressed for, like, everybody on the staff is kind of, like, trying to make Rebecca feel better. She's really upset. She's, like, withdrawn. Um, And Jamie kind of pushes her to be like, yo, get over this boy. He ain't shit. I've been knew that. But you are. Dope. So you should like now is your chance to call Henry and like have him be your mentor because he kind of owes you for all the bullshit that you had to go through. Um. So that was like kind of a nice little thing between Jamie and Rebecca. But then it all goes to shit. <laughs>
2: yes, it was it does. all for
0: nothing because then right after that happens, uh, Rebecca is in her room that like late at night and Peter just appears out of the shadows um, like the boogeyman. He just like comes out of the <laughs> shadows and is like, Hey, um, basically he explains to her that he's been here this whole time, but she couldn't see him. Um, which is which really reminded me of in Hill House when Nellie disappeared in that one episode mm-hmm. and she was like, I was there the whole time and you couldn't see me. Like I it reminded me of that whole thing, like the way that he said yeah. it.
1: Except you actually give a shit about Yeah, I feel bad
0: about Natalie and with Peter, I was like, you can stay. You can stay <laughs> invisible. I don't care. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, he says, I had to figure out a way that you could see me. But basically, he's like, I figured it out. Um. Don't freak out. And then he, like, you know, puts his hand th- through her hand and tells her that, you know, the only, way, only thing that could keep him away would be for him to die. And she's still like wants to be with him (laughs) she is like
1: it's like girl come on now
0: yeah because she's like now she's super distracted and so she can only see peter at night um he like stays in the forbidden wing and she goes to visit him and she's like let's still go to america like i don't care i'll be the crazy lady that talks to myself let's go to america and he's like bitch i can't leave the ground. <laughs> I'm stuck. What do you mean, go, to I'm America? I'm stuck. And she's like, oh, so America, I'm trying
1: to go down the street, yeah, he's girl. Like, girl,
0: I wish I could just go like to the pub and Bly, but I can And you want me to get <laughs> on a plane? Are you are you nuts? And so yeah, she she's upset because he can't leave, but she's like, you know what? It's fine. Like we'll figure this out, and. they they get into this argument and it gets really heated and then all of a sudden Peter like grabs slash pushes her. I don't know. He like does something, but it basically makes it so that he can possess, he possesses Rebecca's body for a minute. Mm -hmm. And, but when he possesses her, it like pushes her down. It's like he is totally in control of her and she gets like stuck in memories. Yeah. But... Like they're they think about it and they're like, oh, okay this is this was a part where I was like, this seems unfortunate because like they decide that they try it where like he's possessing her body and she leaves and she tries to run across like the property line and Mm -hmm. it kicks him out of her body. But I was like, what were you guys going to do? Were you just going to let him like run around? run around in your body like what was the plan here were you just trying to get his ghost (laughs) past the line and then he was going to come out or what like what were you going to do what was the plan I just don't understand like it
1: feels like he just wanted to leave Bly like however he could and you like he saw something that might work but very clearly did not
0: yeah it definitely did and I was like you know come on Peter you really thought just because you were in her body that you would be able to leave whatever he ain't thinking clearly he just wants to be <laughs> he just wants to leave um yeah. and but rebecca really wants to still. and i mean he do, he wants to be with her as well um but so like he <laughs> he comes he like disappears for a week and then he comes back and he's like all right i got a plan he's like i think i know what's wrong the issue is that you're not inviting me in. Like, if you invite me in, um, then we'll be one inside of your body. And she's like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Like, but we'll be equal, right? Like, we'll both be in control. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> we'll be sure. equal, 50-50. Like, yeah, I'm all about those equal rights. And she's like, great, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Um, Which is another thing I'm like, You both want to be inside the same body?
1: Like, how's that going to work?
0: How is that going to work? Not to say, like I said, I am not, I'm not about Peter at all, but it would make more sense to me. I'm like, why don't you guys just wait and find another body that is like the same? Just get some guy to come to them if you want him that bad. Not to say, Mm -hmm. and Rebecca wouldn't do this because she's not that kind of a person, but I'm like, why don't you just invite some guy to the manor? and
1: just have him yeet inside (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeet peter into him and then you guys can still be a couple without being in the same body
1: no you know peter's possessive ass couldn't do it yeah he'd be be
0: mad he'd be like why are you touching him and she's like bitch he's you (laughs) it's you peter (laughs) you look different but it's you and he'd be like i don't like this um yeah. So yeah, he's like, let's be in the same body, but we'll be equal. And so there's this little thing that they say. They say it's you, it's me, it's us. And then there, he's able to get inside of her body. But he, <laughs> like, he gets inside of her body, and of course, it's not equal. Peter is now in charge, and Rebecca is pushed down into memories, mm-hmm. like she's just she's not in control at all he pushes her down to keep her safe but yeah really it's like they can't both be in there at the same time like one of them has to be in control
1: yeah somebody's leading
0: Mm -hmm. yeah somebody always has to lead and so (laughs) so peter's like okay this isn't gonna work like i want us to be together so this man is like okay i'm gonna kill you like that he literally (laughs) just jumps into all right she's gotta die and he is the one who walks he walks her into the lake and drowns rebecca basically like he kills her i I Mm -hmm. could not believe i could not believe i knew i knew peter was bad but to kill her? I didn't I wasn't expecting that to happen.
1: The audacity of this man. The
0: audacity. Yeah. Yeah,
1: just like and to lie to her face like right before he does it too, of just like, yeah, it's fine. Like I just have he wouldn't say what he was gonna do. He was just like, no, nah, I've got an idea, don't worry. Like the level of manipulation in this man's undead fucking douchebag go uh fuck you peter oh my god
0: he's so oh he's the worst so and then
1: the fact is like he leaves her too like yes. he doesn't even stay for the full drowning yeah like he lets her finish off the fucking he drowning lets her
0: feel it like because they get into an art after she dies first of all when she realizes what's happening she is distraught she like goes and sobs like at the lake she's like staring at her dead body and she's sobbing and then he like leaves her for a while he doesn't show up for a while and then when they finally are back together she's pissed off understandably because he lied to her he killed her but yeah also we find out that he left her body like when it started to get really painful and everything he left her body so she had to experience like the final moments of drowning I'm like you could have at least stayed in there until mm-hmm. she died fully. Yeah,
2: you if you're gonna be that, yeah, like,
0: if you're gonna be that petty to kill her, you might as well follow through. Yeah, that was so disrespectful. Um, so uh, Rebecca's like, I now she's like, I you're the worst, and now I'm stuck with you for the rest of my yeah. life. <laughs> um, and so we also find out that Peter always goes to the same memory like anytime he slips he's he always slips into this memory with his mom it's like the same thing over and over again it's like his own personal hell basically and his mom is like well yeah where else would you go (laughs) i was like you're right (laughs) like mom's (laughs) been facts right He now like yeah he would go to hell um but we also find out that his mom asking him basically like Peter was down bad, like his mom asking him for money was why a big reason that he stole from them. But I'm like, you're still a thief. You're still a thief that yeah. I don't like. So I don't I don't feel bad for you and you're a murderer. So,
1: yeah. Like the killing Rebecca sealed the deal. I'm like, there's nothing within this backs this tragic backstory of yours that's going to remedy the fact that you straight up just murdered the girl that gate that was going to give you her everything. She was willing to be a crazy kook mm-hmm. in the middle of the States for your ass and you murder her.
0: Yeah. And you murdered my sweet baby Hannah. And I can't forgive mm-hmm. you for that. So Yeah, he's
1: he's he's two for two on yeah. being a complete asshole. Like, no, fuck Peter, dude. Yeah,
0: I was like, Okay. Um so and then the hits just keep on coming because now we go back to the present where Danny is still well, so she's tied up, but the kids the kids are trying to let her free, but then Peter comes back. And he's like, nope, don't do that. And so the kids are like, oh, shit, sorry. And they tied, like they, you know, still have her tied up. And Peter, basically Peter wants the kids' bodies. He wants him to go into Miles and he wants um, Rebecca to go into Flora. And he's convinced the kids that it's this game where once they're inside of their bodies, the kids will be tucked away into a memory with their parents forever. And so he's like, oh, it works out for both of us. And he makes the kids feel bad because he's like, do you want us to fade away? Because all of the other ghosts that Bly, they, their faces fade away. And they're basically just like these faceless, confused ghosts that are wandering around. And Peter says <clears throat> that they're running out of time and that's going to be happening to them soon. So the kids have to let them in their bodies. And the kids are obviously like confused and scared. And Peter's like, nope, this is what we're doing. Like, uh, your body is mine now. So close your eyes. <laughs> I'm like, dude. <laughs> and and the whole time Rebecca's like, uh, we let's wait. Like, we have more time. Do we have to do this right now? And and so this. He's
1: like, let them grow up yeah. a bit. At least I'm
0: like, ew. They're children, and you, as a couple, want to be in their body.
1: Yeah, I never understood the real end game with this plan that Peter had concocted. I'm just like, I so you're just gonna possess a kid brother and sister for the rest of their life and try and be a couple that way? That sounds yeah even worse than the shit that you're already doing, and that's hard to do. Peter,
0: I think his end game was that they would possess them. They would basically then be rich because they'd be Flora and Miles, they'd be living in luxury, and then I think eventually when they were older, they would probably just like run away to America. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I thought he was thinking they would be able to do, and I think he also was, because we find out, you know, after he, because Peter successfully gets into Miles, and then Rebecca and Flora, you know, do their thing, and we find out that, You know, Peter is like, okay, now we have to get kill Danny, and and I need to go get rid of Hannah. And so he like leaves, and he goes and finds Hannah, and he's like, he's like, Hannah, you're so annoying, basically. (laughs) Basically, he's like, you're so annoying. I hate you. I want to get rid of you forever, and because he's like, for some reason, you don't fade. You get to walk around like everything is normal. You get new clothes. And shit, like, you dream up new clothes every day. He's like, and I'm tired of it. So he takes her back to the well and basically is like, I'm going to remind you. Like, I'm going to pull the like rug out from under you. And he makes her look down and she sees her dead body. And this whole episode, I was like, Rebecca, you know, this shit is fucked up and you're better than this. And I was hoping she would come through mm-hmm. and she came through. I was like, thank God for that. <laughs> right. Because we cut back and we realized that Rebecca made Flora pretend like they became one, but Rebecca and Flora are still separate. And since Peter is now Miles' body, Rebecca was able to hide herself from him. So mm-hmm. they get Danny, they let Danny free, and then Danny's like running out with Flora. Flora is confused and she's scared and she wants to go back for Miles. So Danny's like trying to. I like pull her down the road and she turns around and she turns right into the, the lady of the lake who is now strangling Danny.
1: It's a straight by the throat.
0: Straight by the throat. Just has her uh, right in her. How would
1: you feel? How would you feel about this episode?
0: This episode, I was so fucking stressed this whole episode. I was sweating. Mm-hmm. I was so stressed. And I think like just all the stuff with the kids. And knowing what he was trying to do, it was making me so mad. I was so stressed out waiting to see if, he, if they were actually going to get away with it. And when I thought that they did, I was like, oh, well, I don't know where it's going to go from here. But then when Rebecca came through with the assist... I felt so relieved, and then it all and then it all turns around, and then fucking, I'm like so relieved, and then Danny is getting throttled by the Lady of the Lake like less <laughs> than two seconds later. It was a like, very. We're so close. It was a very stressful episode for me, but I thought that the whole thing with Peter and Rebecca was bonkers. Like, yeah. I never. I did like that was one of those things that I never saw coming. The entire time that this season has been going, I was convinced that Rebecca killed herself because she was so upset. And so to find out that he did it like threw me for a loop. Yeah. What about you? Uh,
1: I mean, I kind of agree. Like this is a super stressful episode Um, outside of just the plot things that were happening. I did think that. So one of the things that I thought they did really well is they showed the horrors, I think, of a codependent relationship Mm -hmm. very well. I felt like the stuff that made me the most uncomfortable or like the things I was most concerned about was the relationship between Rebecca and Peter. And like one scene in particular that I thought was like so beautifully done from just like a... Blind manner and horror standpoint is like when he's like circling her taking the pictures and like Ooh. the memory that she keeps going back in yeah. of her in the fur coat and he just like it's like right after he's killed her and it's just like i just wanted you to see how beautiful you are and he just keeps going around in the circle and it just keeps panning around and i that scene just felt so layered like outside of just her outstanding performance in it but just this idea of like he's manipulated her so hard to the point where he's taken her life and like on a base level too it's he's the one tucking her away right so that means Mm -hmm. like he's putting her into this particular memory of him which I'm like just adds to the layer of just like manipulation that he has of like he's taking her back like on, on a base level it might seem like he's taking her back So that they have, like, their most beautiful memory together. Like, that's what he wants to take her back to. But it almost felt like he was taking her back to that to see him in, like, the best light possible.
0: Yeah. Well, and because she even says she's, like, not this memory again. She's, like, I don't want to see this memory again. And he, like, kind of immediately is, like, but this is a good memory. Or I don't remember what he says, but he kind of, like, discredits what she says like despite her obviously being upset to be in this memory he's kind of like oh no this is a good one like doesn't this Mm -hmm. like doesn't this memory make you happy yeah and oh that whole scene was oh was so we uh yeah it was really gross and especially because that's the scene where we as the audience find out that he left her body when she was drowning because before then it kind of seems like he was there the whole time
1: uh-huh. And, yeah. But then you realize, like, no. Yeah. Like, she's the one that had to suffer. And while
0: she's talking about it, yeah, he's just, like, circling around her, just, like, snapping photos of her. So weird. And he's just, like, so yeah. beautiful. He just keeps repeating that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, shut up, Peter. Yeah. No, that's really true. Because he, like, like I said, I think you know this is a very abusive relationship in my opinion and, oh, and for yeah sure. and like up until the end he really manipulated her and made it seem like it was because even the stuff with taking the kids bodies rebecca so clearly doesn't want to do it she's so uncomfortable and the whole time he's like convincing her that this is the best thing to do this is the only thing to do like we have to do this for us and uh, it's just so great like it's just nuts how selfish like he is and yeah, how gaslighting oh yeah he gaslights the shit out of her and he sees his selfishness as love and that you know everything he's doing is because he loves her but it- it's all for him like everything mm-hmm. he's doing is It's what he wants to do and what he thinks is best for himself. It's just a bonus that he also gets Rebecca like Mm -hmm. along for the ride.
1: I will put aside for a second my hatred of Peter for them like giving the backstory about what his memory that he's being tucked away into. It gives rhyme and reason to what he's doing and his urgency because like unlike everybody else, his memory that he's stuck in is awful, Mm -hmm. like he is genuinely in his own version of hell. And I think that's being stuck alone in that I think is a very big uh, motivator for a lot of the things that he does. And so I think it was smart to give him that Uh, I would say a criticism I do have, though, of this episode, although I did like it a lot is what they did. I feel like what they did for Peter and his motivation within this very abusive relationship, I wish we got a little bit more of that for Rebecca. Because, like, we see Rebecca deal and, like, kind of become consumed by this relationship, but we never really get a reason as to why she's so susceptible to it. And, like, it's 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 easy enough to think that it's just, like, you care about somebody so much to the point where just, like, you're willing to thrust yourself into this... Um, codependency, but like the fact that we got the little bit of extra information about Peter, I think I would have loved to see a little bit more of that for Rebecca.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That I, I, yeah, it would have been cool to see maybe her slip back into a memory, um, with her like f- family or or something. Just some, or maybe something a to moment to give us a, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just like, just something to give us a reasoning for why she's still staying in this very clearly fucked up scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, I feel like that's a thing, too. And, like, a lot of codependency issues can come from things in your past coming back to affect your, like, present relationship. So, like, even just, like, yeah, like, one small memory of something that was happening for Rebecca unrelated to Bly, I think could have definitely added a couple more layers to Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I feel like a a lot of this show we get Rebecca dealing with stuff, but we don't get a lot about Rebecca.
0: hmm Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because when we first meet her, I, I will say I do like the, not necessarily the journey that she goes on, but I do like the way that they showed, like because when we first meet her, she's so confident. She's so headstrong. She knows what she wants. And it's very interesting to see this relationship completely derail that part of her and be Mm -hmm. so consuming. I do like that. They, I do like that they made her a character where, because anybody can be in a relationship like this. Like, I don't care how confident or how like headstrong you are. Anybody can fall into a relationship like this. And I do, I am appreciative of the fact that they did make her such a headstrong confident character who has these goals and she Mm -hmm. still is able to kind of get caught up in this whirlwind of this relationship instead of it being like oh well she was always like this i i am like i do like that they did that with her specifically as the character and i'm glad that they give her this moment at the end where she's kind of able to get back to that a little bit and kind of redeem herself. Cause now she realizes like, this is a totally fucked up situation. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yes, I would have liked maybe just a little bit more, like maybe just one more moment with her of maybe seeing her feel less than in the past or maybe just one more memory with Peter where we see that they talk about something that hits home for her or something like that. I think would have it would have been nice, yeah.
1: Yeah, also Peter Ain't Shit. Yeah. Just honing that in.
0: Just reiterating, um, that was episode seven, The Two Faces Part Two, uh, a.k.a. Peter Ain't Shit. Um, <laughs> so now <laughs> we get into episode eight, which is called The Romance of Certain Old Clothes, which I really like that title. I like all the titles of these episodes, actually. Yeah, um, they're,
1: they're good about titling mm-hmm, episodes.
0: Yeah, they're cool. Um, so now we finally... We hop back. But let me say, (laughs) this episode is very uh, narrator heavy. Uh, It's very much a story in this episode. Like we're being told a story. So the narrator is a big part of this episode. This is the episode where I realized that you were probably correct and that the narrator was Jamie because (sighs) I heard her accent come out a lot more in this episode because it was the most that she had talked in a, in a long time.
1: Oh, and I heard okay. the way
0: that she said certain words and I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit. They do have a similar accent. I think I was just so caught up on you know, obviously as she matures and ages her her accent is probably going to change a little bit. I was so caught up on how like Cockney-ish, <laughs> her accent was, and I was like, that lady doesn't yeah. sound like that. But when she started saying certain words, I was like, oh shit, it's Jamie. True that. It's True
2: that. Jamie. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I was like, dang it, <laughs> I was so <laughs> hot, But I did say that Jamie was my second guess, although. She's yeah,
1: you were there. The first like
0: first guess for you. <laughs>
1: you did not completely uh, knock that out as a
0: possibility.
1: As a possibility, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, so we we. Flashback to the 17th century, um, and we follow the two sisters, Viola and Perdita, I think is how they say her name. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to call her Purdy because they call her that. (laughs) Um, But so basically, Viola was the lady of Bly Manor, and their their sisters, their father passes away, so now Bly Manor is left to Viola because she's the oldest. They want Bly to stay in the family, so they have a cousin named Arthur. They invite him over. Viola and him fall in love, and they get married. But we also get the sense that Purdy was kind of feeling Arthur a little bit. Um, But, yeah, they get married. Um, They keep having this motif through the episode where it's like Viola can't sleep through the night. So... She'll go to sleep. She wakes up. And then because she can't sleep, she just like walks around the manor. Mm -hmm. And eventually she gets pregnant. She has a daughter whose name is Isabel. And then she gets sick. She gets like I think it's the black lung. I don't know. He just calls it. I got the black lung. He just calls it. That's all I could think about
1: when they said it. Like the whole time. I just couldn't take it seriously (laughs) because that was in my head.
0: It's like she's got the black lung. They keep calling it the lung. But I just filled in the word black in front of lung. Because that's what I always think about. I always think of like the bubonic plague and then like the black lung as old timey. Mm -hmm. Like diseases.
1: (laughs) I just think of Zoolander. Merman! (laughs) Merman!
0: Oh, yeah. So she's sick. Oh, and then we also see a plague doctor mask on the doctor that Mm -hmm. comes to, which those are so fucking scary.
1: Yeah, those are mad creepy. Though it was actually like seeing him use it. I feel like that was the first time in my life I've seen somebody actually take off. A plague mask. doctor mask. Yeah, like I feel like whenever you see those characters, they're always wearing the mask. I've, i seldom get to see them actually take it off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It was we- It was weird. It was weird to see him take it off, and he's just like this regular guy underneath.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, oh. You're you're normal. Yeah, okay. I
0: was half expecting to see like the crypt keeper as soon as he turned up, no, he's just some guy. Um, but yeah, he's he tells them, he's like, Yeah, she ain't gonna she's not gonna last probably like over a couple months. Uh don't let anybody near her. She needs to be isolated. So they invite um a priest over so that she can, you know, save her soul, but she refuses to repeat. Her last rites. And she's basically like, I'm not leaving. I refuse to go. Like, I'm never leaving this place. <laughs> um, and everyone's like, okay. Um, except for Purdy. is like, yeah, no, that's cool. I, I love you. You should stay.
1: She's like, you fucking tell them, mm-hmm. girl. Go ahead, girl.
0: She was like, you put your foot down. But then five years pass. <laughs> uh, Viola is still alive. She looks like death but she's alive
1: ish. <laughs> yeah, she's,
0: she's walking, she's walking and talking, but she, yeah, she's still sick. She still can't really be around people. I mean, uh, she's she's not allowed to be around her daughter basically at all. But Purdy, like she can get close to Purdy and Arthur, but it doesn't seem like they ever stay with her for very long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like really angry now. Um. Her and Purdy had a really, really, really good relationship before, and it seems like now, not so much. It seems like they both kind of have some disdain for each other. Viola, because she's jealous, because like Purdy gets to spend all of this time with her daughter and her husband, and you know, like still has her health and she still has her youth, and so Viola's just upset about that and then you can tell that Purdy kind of resents Viola because Viola's like slapping the shit out of her and like yelling at her and she's just being like she's
1: yeah I love how she just randomly will pimp slap her sister like in shit
0: like it's so out of nowhere like
1: I'm like girl okay if you sick I'm slap your ass it's back
0: so <laughs> weird, like Purdy will be like it's a beautiful day outside today and Viola just slaps the shit out of her it's so (laughs) out of pocket i was like whoa it's like took me by surprise the first time that it happened it was really because the first time that we see her slap her she slaps her in front of arthur and Isabel, and it's like Uh really uncomfortable (laughs) um but yeah their their relationship is strained now and viola tells purdy to stay away from her husband and don't even think about it um and purdy is like your husband has needs but okay sure i'll stay away from him um so then the whole time they keep talking about viola has this thing about like beautiful gowns and jewelry and silk and lace but once she gets sick she like locks all of the her stuff into a trunk she gives the key to arthur and she's like hey this is for our daughter when she gets older don't let anybody open it before then Only she can open it. All of this is for her. Like, you have to guard this key with your life. And he's like, yeah, bet. So, so then Arthur leaves and when because like they're losing money on the manor. So Arthur leaves because he has to go do business. As soon as like literally he leaves, Purdy goes up to the room and is like taking care of Viola. She has like Viola like laying on her and she suffocates her. She kills her. Like, like right away like Arthur literally just like, like left on his horse the dust is still settling and she's like already suffocating my
1: like I love that the narrator tried to give a poetic edge to <laughs> yeah. so she was just tired of this bullshit
0: <laughs> yeah she. that's cause yeah that's all it is she was just tired of the bullshit she couldn't deal with it anymore so she, she cause she says it's a mercy killing but really she just was fed up <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so then (laughs) later on, you know, Arthur is, has to get remarried, but he kind of, he's kind of digging Purdy because she kind of looks like Viola and he's like, yeah, she's pretty. So they end up getting together and yeah, so they're married now, but Purdy can't have, she's unable to have kids. It seems Isabel kind of doesn't want to like accept her as her new mother, um, she's not as good of a lady as Viola was. So she's she's having a bit of a moment. She's having a little bit of a rough ride.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so she tries to convince Arthur that because the manor is running out of money. So she tells Arthur, she's like, we need to sell all of those dresses and all that jewelry and stuff. Like we we need to sell that and we would be fine. And Arthur's like, no. No, we're not going to do that, which I was surprised when he was like, nope, no, we're not, because I, I thought he was going to be like, okay, yeah, sure. But no, yeah, he tells her no, so she steals the key, and she opens the trunk. Did this jump scare get you? Because it got me.
1: Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did.
0: I was not expecting. Yeah, so she opens the trunk, and she like pulls a dress up, and then arms shoot out of the dress and, like, choke her. And then the next morning, Arthur is looking for her. And he goes upstairs and he finds her not only dead on the floor, but her mouth is, like, completely open. She kind of looks like. Like, she's. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, nah, was like, she looks messed up. She
0: looks <laughs> fucked up. She kind of looks like the, like, the girls from, or the bodies from the ring. You know, at the beginning of the movie when they find her body. And her like mm-hmm. mouth is all open. She's
1: and, all like, twisted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's what she kind of like, looks she
1: like. She either looks like that or she looks like the chocolate grandma from Spongebob. Like,
0: <laughs> <sure>. she, she's <laughs> a mixture of the two. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Combine them and that's exactly what Perny looks like. Um, so then we do a little bit of a flashback and we find out that when Viola died, she got trapped inside of her room. She couldn't leave. But then we find out that the room was just an illusion that she was using. Really, she's trapped inside of the trunk. And so she is just kind of stuck in there forever until the trunk gets opened. But she's kind of happy because she's like, hey, when the trunk opens, I'll see my daughter. She's going to look so beautiful, like I'll get to be with my family again in one way or another. So she's just waiting there, like waiting for the door to open finally opens and she sees her sister and she gets jacking her shit, and her shit so she gets so mad that she kills her <laughs> um <laughs> and then she sees her husband and seeing her husband like kind of shocks her into a sleep and so she like she she sleeps basically until she feels the trunk moving again and she's like oh now now that purdy's dead now, for real, me, my husband, and my daughter will be together again because, you know, eventually she will open this up and like I'll get to see her. But because of what happened, Arthur thinks that the trunk is cursed. So he throws it into the lake. <laughs> 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 and so.
1: Which, you know what? Good on him. Yeah, like, Yeah. To have the wherewithal to be like, all right, so I walked up, wife is strangled. Mm hmm trunk is open i don't know what happened but you best believe i'm getting rid of this damn trunk
0: (laughs) yeah he was like "Uh -uh, i'm not my daughter is not about to be destroyed like this so i'm gonna throw this trunk into the lake and we're gonna leave so they leave (laughs) and so now viola is just like trapped um at the bo- So she's not trapped anymore. She's just like at the bottom of the lake. But so now she goes into this cycle. She'll sleep for a long time and then she'll wake up and she has like a faint memory of like her daughter and her husband. So she'll she walks the same path like into the house, into what used to be her bedroom. She'll go. She'll stand at the bed expecting to find her daughter there. Her daughter's not there. And so then she'll kind of remember everything that's happened and she'll get upset and then she'll take the same path back. And so, yeah, we come to kind of realize that like it's just this endless cycle that she can't escape because she can every time she wakes up, she never remembers what happened. And as time fades, she even kind of forgets why she goes there. It's just kind of like stuck in her brain to make this, you know, trip but we also Mm -hmm. discover that it's only if you're like in her path that she'll attack you like if you're just literally like in her way then she'll kill you and so if you're just unlucky enough to be caught in the path then like yeah all right yeah and then we find out that little boy that flora met he was in the bed one time when she made this trip And she just saw a child and she was like, oh, cool. This is the child I was looking for. So she like picked him up and brought him back to the lake with her. And he drowned. And that's how he died. And she takes everybody back to the lake with her. It's just most people she suffocates or she like snaps their neck and then just kind of drags them. (laughs) Um, But everybody ends up in the lake with her. And then we also discover that it's basically her gravity that is holding everybody there. It's like she is kind of pulling everybody to Bly. That's the reason that none of the ghosts can leave. So eventually they just fade away and that's why they're all faceless. Their memories fade and they can't even remember their lives. They're just trapped there because Viola is keeping them there essentially. And that is yeah. So we basically end it with that idea and then we flash back and danny is still being dragged <laughs> she is still being dragged danny by viola back into the house because she's like just starting her path so she has to go all the way back into the house and into the room and flora is like screaming and freaking out um and that is how that episode ends. What would you think of this one?
1: Episode's like, let me tell you a tale. Oh, <laughs> while Danny's just like,
0: Ugh! yeah, was well, just being choked
1: <laughs> out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so truth be told, this was actually probably my least favorite episode. Really? I think, um, yeah, of the series, and it was it's for very specific reasons. Like, for one. This episode felt like it was there because it just like had to be there. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. where it's like we needed to know what the Lady of the Lake was or like who it was, um, just for the sake of like the the haunting series is good about tying up most of its loose ends. So it's like we already got the name earlier, which you did call with it being like Viola's. Like okay, it's probably the Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like we kind of knew that we were going to get this episode um but it's just kind of like it felt like backstory that i was forced to get for the sake of the narrative Mm -hmm. but i don't know if i necessarily wanted Mm. because it's like yes i did want to know who the lady of the lake was but i don't know if i would necessarily want an entire episode devoted to it right um i think especially where it was placed within like the series too like having the moment where Danny's grabbed and then you have to literally pause for an extra hour before you find out what happens to Danny being choke slammed. Like, I just think on a pacing level, it kind of threw me off comparatively to the other episodes. I mm-hmm. feel like this one very felt, it very much felt like we had to hit the pause button on the main story to just clear up a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And then we could go back to the main story, which is like, I get it. I do get it. Um, but for me, it was kind of jarring. And then like, there was points that didn't interest me as much, like, and I felt like it kind of watered down some of the other things. Like, I feel like the plague doctor got watered down because of this episode. Hmm. Um, because at first it was one of the first, you know, apparitions that we see within the show. Right. So you kind of like you you kind of assume that it's going to play a bigger role than what it actually does and then it just turns out like yeah he's just a doctor that worked there and now he's just there like there's there's nothing else really to his story like even when you go through the series of her choke slamming people it's like they get choke slammed and now they're there and they get choke slammed and now they're there mm-hmm. so like we it clears up all a lot of the rules it clears up a lot of the questions that we had it's like on a on a base narrative level, it's an important episode, but it still just wasn't my favorite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like the the whole idea that like Viola is the only ghost besides Peter now, but Viola is the only ghost that's very violent and that you have to be afraid of, and that mm-hmm. everybody else was just kind of like in her war path. And, yeah, is stuck here, I do like that I do like that idea, and I also really liked the and from like the moment that we flash back and find out what happened to Viola after Purdy killed her, I loved all of that seeing her what her death and everything was mm-hmm. her version of it I loved yeah. like I loved all that until the end. I thought that that was all really interesting, and i I
1: which I do agree with. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I, I actually do agree with that. I like. I think this part of me wanted them to take this episode and all the good chunks of it, and then make that half of this episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then finish off the main plot line that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the other half of this episode, like there was a, there was a lot of addition of just like I think um, character building for both Viola and like her husband and her sister and all that stuff. But for characters that were on the penultimate episode and we're never going to see these characters again, we spend a shit ton of time on
0: them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. Yeah, that's fair. I and I do like that, that the way that they I do like that they set it up in a almost storybook kind of way. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed hearing that backstory much more that way than I think I would have if it played out like a regular episode. And I like that it was like black and white and I don't know, it felt very, you know, very gothic. It was like a gothic fairy tale almost.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really was. I think if they didn't do that, then I probably would have had even bigger problems with it. Like if they just had it play like a regular episode, I probably really wouldn't have liked Mm -hmm. it. Um, But the fact that it had a stylistic element to it, I think definitely helped it out
0: a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So now we get into the last episode, which is episode nine.
1: Here we go.
0: The Beast in the Jungle. Oh, man. So-, <laughs> so we start off this episode. We're back again with Hannah and Owen, and they are having that same conversation again where Hannah is interviewing Owen and we find out that now that Hannah has seen her body and kind of remembers what happened that she is starting to slip away she doesn't have control it doesn't she doesn't have as much control as she did before so she feels herself slipping away and she tells Owen that she keeps coming back to this memory because she like thought he was so charming and it's when she first started to like fall in love with him. And so she always comes back to that memory because he's there and it makes her happy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my, that's when I knew I was like, this episode is about to destroy my entire (laughs) existence. (laughs) (laughs) Cause it was so sad. But so Owen tells her, cause she says, she's like, I want to help, but I don't know how, like, I can't, I can't help anymore. And Owen's like, well, you can warn us, like go out there and warn us so that nothing bad happens to us. And Hannah's like, yeah, "Yeah, true. So then we cut from that and Flores, like the lady is still dragging Danny, Flores still outside screaming. So Hannah comes outside and tries to stop her, but she's a ghost, you know, they're both ghosts. (laughs) So they basically just like pass through each other. Like the lady of the lake just kind of walks through Hannah.
1: Which is like, I, I felt bad because I was like, oh, Hannah's about to, oh, wait, no, nope, never mind.
0: I know, yeah, because she came out and she was like, stop, like yelling and trying to trying to do something. She came
1: out so heroic. Oh, in the- I
0: know, and Lady of the Lake was like, LOL. And, it, and she like walks <laughs> through her and it seems like it really like takes a lot out of Hannah. She's like choking and like can't stop yeah. coughing. She can't even like move after the lady walks through her. But so she
1: probably like experienced a little bit of the lady's like just mm-hmm. essence, and that probably fucked her oh, up. Oh, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, because that lady looks she crazy. She crazy. She owns some other some other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But so she takes her up to the room, and she gets to the bed because because Han- Hannah tells Flora to run, and so when she gets up to the room, she gets up to the bed. Flora kind of just pops out it like Flora was in the room hiding somewhere, and she pops up and she. Jumps onto the bed and she's like, Let her go. Like, please let her go. And because there's a child there, the lady imagines Flora as her daughter. So mm-hmm. she lets Danny go and then she picks Flora up and starts walking away with her and carrying her to the lake. And I was like, Yeah, Flora. Like, when she did it, I was like, She saved her. And then the lady picked her up and I was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: It starts to sink in. It's like, oh yeah. no! I was, I was like, <laughs> Flora, it's still bad.
0: Run. <laughs> but nope, <laughs> no, everything is still awful. So she's taking Flora back to the lake. Flora is screaming for help because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the the lady is like passing all these people, right? Like she passes Rebecca and Flora screams for help, but Rebecca can't do anything. She's a ghost too. Um, she passes Miles, who is now Peter. And Peter is being so petty, and he's like, there goes your body. Like, I tried to help you, (laughs) but now your body's going to drown. Like, being all sassy to Rebecca. I'm like, Peter, I wish you would die, for real, because you're so annoying.
1: We've had had enough, Peter. We've had enough. Oh,
0: my God. I was so sick of him at this point. I was like, dude, shut up. Like, get out of here, please. So, Flora, yeah, so Flora is still being carried and screaming for help uncle henry <laughs> so uncle henry gets there <laughs> and he hears flora screaming so he runs after her and he tries to help her and then the lady like chokes him out and i was like oh my god nobody can help her <laughs> everybody gets so close and then just like gets fucked up <laughs>
1: I feel like his was worse than Hannah. Like, this man drove all the way from his office just to (laughs) confront and then be instantly one-hit ko Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. He's immediately, like, passes, like, fucking passes out. He's, like, dead on the— Well, and we come to find out he's not dead. Yet he's just like in between, he's on, he's the, like dying, yeah, he's on the border. But I, it seems like as soon as you are, you know, close to the brink of death, you become a ghost because we see him, he pops up as a ghost. Um, mm. but yeah, so Uncle Henry's down for the count, and so at this point in time, Danny has like managed to get back up. She's like kind of slow, but she's making her way after them as well,
1: downtown, yeah,
0: she's making her ah. way downtown. <laughs> um she's limping fast to try and get to flora yeah. <laughs> um
1: and she's home now.
0: <laughs> and so also owen and jamie are driving up to Bly because um so they like run into hannah and hannah's like fuck hannah's like owen what are you doing here (laughs) she's like why are you here and owen is like okay this probably sounds really dumb but like me and jamie both had a really bad dream and we just wanted to come and like check and make sure everything was okay and hannah's like Uh they can hear flora screaming and danny screaming so hannah's like uh i would head to the lake if I was you guys, because I need some help over there, <laughs> and so Jamie like runs off right away. Owen looks away, and when he looks back, Hannah's gone, and so then he runs after Jamie as well. He like he stays and tends to Uncle Henry because uh, he like like r- stumble upon his body, <laughs> and then and he's like, "I'll stay, you go." Sends Jamie. I'm like, um, maybe you should switch <laughs> that just in case. You, like, have to fight or some shit. Like, maybe you should go. Actually,
1: I don't know. I would actually pick Jamie in a fight over Owen probably every day of the week.
0: She's just so small. Yeah. But uh, she probably, she's, like, um, I feel like she would be more aggressive than Owen. She seems scrappy. She does seem scrappy. scrappy. I feel like Owen would be, like, hesitant to fight somebody. Mm -hmm. But um, so Jamie goes after them. And so Rebecca, so now the Lady of the Lake is walking into the water with Flora. And Flora's still like, somebody help me. And Rebecca's like, she's like, don't worry. Like, you're not going to feel anything. I'll feel it. Like, just let me in and I'll take everything. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I'll tuck you away. You'll be safe. You're not going to feel anything. So they do the little it's me, it's you, it's us thing. And Rebecca goes inside of Flora. And she does. She tucks her away into a memory. And Flora is like with her mom. And... I thought that that was like a really sweet moment of Rebecca yeah. being like, "No, like I'll I'll handle it," because especially because we know that like she didn't get that, she didn't have anybody to kind of take her pain, so it's like yeah. nice that she wants to do it for Flora. Um, and I was like, "Rebecca, you a real one? Like I fuck with you again?" Because for a minute there, I really, I really didn't care about her well I didn't, it's not that I didn't care about her she's just pissing me off but <laughs> right. I was like okay you, you you cool you cool um so at this point in time Danny has caught up she like wades into the water <laughs> and <laughs> Jamie has also caught up to them so she, Jamie kind of sees like this the end of this and basically Danny just like screams out the like it's you it's me it's us and the lady of the lake is like what's that? What did what what'd you say? And so she like turns around and she goes back and she like accepts Danny's invitation and they and like she goes into Danny's body. And
1: which did not see did not see that as the <laughs> conclusion to this like yeah. that I was not expecting that. I
0: didn't either, but I like that that's Like, I thought that that was really smart that they kept, like, they kept doing this and then it all kind of came to this. Like, it all equaled up to this as the conclusion because I thought about it and I was like, how the fuck are they going to beat her? Like, there's no (laughs) way. And I thought that that was a really, like, cool way of kind of wrapping up that storyline and also (laughs) making it make sense because I was like, they have to get rid of her some way. And I thought that that was, like, a really smart way of doing it. So... And and also too, cause because of because her and Danny become one, and the Lady of the Lake is no longer in the lake. Her gravity pool is no longer there, so all of the ghosts are finally able to move on. Basically, they're able to leave yeah. Bly. So as a result, Peter leaves Miles's body, and Rebecca leaves Flora's body, and Peter's like, "Sorry, Miles." I'm like, "Bitch, get out of here." So wait like nobody cares. White. I hope I hope you go. I hope you go to the workplace. <laughs> um and so oh, this part too. So then Hannah because Henry is a ghost at the moment, he's able to talk to Hannah. And Hannah's like like when Owen finds my body, like tell him I'm sorry and that I love him and I've like always loved him.
1: <laughs> like it's not what we wanted, but at least we got something oh my god
0: but i wanted her to say it to him and i wanted him (laughs) to say it back (laughs) it's so sad because they both loved each other and neither one of them said anything and neither one of them are able to do anything about it
1: and they never will oh
0: my god and it's so fucking sad because she tells like in her little memory she's like i often think of like where we would have gone together and like our lives would have been amazing and i'm like fuck I was like Owen just die (laughs) and then you guys compete together (laughs) oh it's so sad Just take
1: one for the team Owen you
0: jumped on the well (laughs) so yeah so then you know they they're able to kind of like resuscitate Henry the kids are okay Jamie and Dan like they all meet up together and Owen is like where is Hannah and and then they cut to the scene of Hannah, or I'm sorry, of of Owen and Jamie finding Hannah in the well.
2: Mm.
0: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the most disrespected I felt in a very long time.") <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, it was so sad. It's just so sad. Like, how
1: dare you make us watch this? Like, like, Why
0: did I have to see? I don't I didn't need to see him finding her. And they like talk about how he he rode with he helped them get her body out. He rode with them to the corner. He helped like clean her body and he went to her funeral like and he lights a candle for her and the narrator is basically like he loved her until the very end and like I believe he still loves her to this day. Mm -hmm. Dude, I need to move on because I'm getting upset.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The biggest tragedy of this entire series is we never get the full ship.
0: Oh, my God. And so then, so the whole time it's like, okay, now that the lady is inside of Danny, you're kind of wondering, like, what's going on? So we cut to later on. Everybody's kind of packing up and shipping out. Like, Henry is now totally taking care of Miles and Flora, and they're going to go to America. Like, they're kind of just going to go explore, but they're definitely going to America. And then Danny and Jamie are also packing up as well. And Danny tells Jamie that she feels... Like, the part, the late, what she got from the lady of the lake, like, what she absorbed from her was not peaceful. She, like, feels this rage inside of her. Like, it's just always kind of there. And she basically, like, equates it to, uh, like, a, a beast that's, like, constantly following her in a jungle and is, like, matching her every move. And she can't see it, but she can feel that it's, like, there. And she's really worried that, Eventually, it's gonna like overtake her. But Jamie's like, "Well, I got, do you need some company until that happens?" <laughs> and Danny's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, sure." Um, So they say their goodbyes, and and this is this is when I knew I was like, "This is gonna be horrible. This yeah can only be sad." Why are we
1: getting? Why are we getting this epilogue? I don't like it.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, and as soon as she was like. Oh, it's rage. And, like, I feel like it's... I was like, this is going to be so fucking... There's no way this ends happily. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Jamie and Danny... Basically, Jamie is like, let's take it one day at a time. And, like, we'll just be together until, you know, it's... you. We can't anymore. And so they have, like, five good years where... Like they're like Danny's fine, basically. Like she still feels it, but she's like herself, and they like move in together. Jamie opens up her own flower shop, I think um they like, you know, obviously tell each other that they love each other, blah, blah blah blah. And then they eventually, Danny goes to the flower shop and she sees her reflection, and it's the lady of the lake in the reflection
1: here we go.
0: I was like, bro, (laughs) like it's almost more sad that they had so much time. I don't I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, like the
1: amount of time that we got to spend with them as a couple was just disrespectful.
0: Yeah, because they're so I I don't know. It's like maybe if they only had a week, it wouldn't have been as. But they have so much time. Like Danny proposes to Jamie because she's like worried that. They're running out of time, but she wants to be. Obviously, it's set in the eighties, so like they can't really get married, but she wants to be considered, you know, married before anything happens. And so, and the whole time, Jamie's like, "One day at a time, you're fine. One day at a time, everything's cool." (laughs) Um, just trying to keep Danny like sane. And then they go, Mm -hmm. they go to visit Owen, and he has his own restaurant, and. He has a picture, a framed picture of Hannah up in the restaurant.
1: They just won't let... They won't (laughs) drop it. They won't let you forget.
0: Oh, my God. And he's, like, talking... He named it after a pun that she, like, would laugh at, that she finally laughed at. What's it called? Like, the batter place, I think is what it's called. (laughs) And, yeah, he... So, he has his own restaurant, like, going successful. He says that he has seen the kids. So Flora is like 17, which means, shoot, which means what? At this point in time, like nine years? Yeah.
1: Well, she was eight. She was eight, I think. Yeah, and and now she's 17.
0: So yeah, so nine years have passed at this point in time. And, because yeah, he says Flora is 17. She has a boyfriend that she's like obsessed with. And they ask him, they're like, so do they ever talk about like, what happened that night at Bly and he's like they don't remember anything and like not and it's not only that they don't remember the events that happened like they barely even remember the people like they don't remember their relationship with Hannah they don't remember any like solid memories or moments they just remember that like Hannah worked at Bly Manor and took care of them and so then Mm -hmm. Danny's like oh so then they don't remember me like they don't remember us and Owen's like, yeah, but I'm happy. He's like, I'm happy that they can move on and like truly live their lives without that holding them back. Which is true. But it's also kind of like, I don't know. It's sad that they don't. I mean, I'm like, I'm glad that they don't remember because that was probably like a really fucked up situation. But yeah, I'm but sad. I feel like it
1: was for the yeah, best. I'm,
0: I guess I'm, I'm just sad that they forgot the relationships that they formed. Not necessarily the mm-hmm. events. Like it's sad to think that Flora doesn't remember Danny, you know,
1: yeah, after everything, yeah,
0: so um, after that, though, Danny starts to see the Lady of the Lake's reflection in water, like all the time. And one day Jamie comes home. And there's like water spilling out onto the floor. And she runs into the bathroom and Danny's just staring into the bathtub. The water is like overflowing over the bathtub. And Danny basically says that she feels herself fading like every day. It's like she's here, but she's not completely here. And Jamie and she's like, Maybe I should just let go. And Jamie's like, nah, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't let go. Like, it's fine. We'll figure this out. As long as you're still Danny, like, that's all that matters. But then that same night, Danny has a nightmare where she's choking Jamie. And then when she wakes mm-hmm. up, she's, like, on top of Jamie, straddling her with, like, her arm outstretched as if she was just about to choke her. But she's, like, not touching her
1: yet. But she close. She real
0: close. Yeah. She was, like, one one big gulp away from like if Jamie had <laughs> did a real big gulp with her neck, she probably would have touched <laughs> touched her hand. But yeah, she so at that moment in time she's like, Okay, this has gone too far. So the next morning, Jamie wakes up, Danny is gone, she left her a note, and we don't we don't get to see what is in the note, but it's bad. You can tell it's bad because <laughs> Jamie like immediately mm-hmm. starts crying. And then we cut to her driving up to Bly, and she jumps into the lake, and she sees Danny at, floating at the bottom of the lake, and this scene was fucking sad. <laughs> this yeah, that so shit sad. was
1: pretty brutal. That was pretty brutal. <laughs>
0: I was like, dude, I can't take, this is this is too much. This is too much? Please tell me that this is almost over. <laughs> I was like, I can't take any more hits. <laughs> um,
1: Especially for one episode, too. Oh my
0: god, yeah, it was like, one right after the other, so then, so then, at that moment in time, you're like, you know you're like, okay, the the narrator is for sure, Jamie, because Flora doesn't remember anything that happened, and she's yeah. the only one left <laughs> she's the only woman left, so we catch back and 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 Jamie tries to underwater, she tries to say like it's you, it's me, it's us, like she tries to do that to Danny, but it doesn't work, and so." Over the years, it's like uh, Jamie keeps checking reflections and like looking in water. Like she always keeps water running or like some water in the sink or in the bathtub just in case she sees Danny's reflection. And she always keeps like the door open just in case Danny's ghost creeps in. Um. So we cut back to the wedding. It was at this point in time where I was like, OK, duh, this is Flora's wedding. That old old man is Henry. (laughs) There was there is a guy who in the very first episode like nodded at Jamie and he did this like he was making this really funny toast. He's Owen. Like everything was making sense for me. I was like, oh, duh. Like, of course. So, yeah, it's Flora's wedding and they've all been sitting around listening to this story and Flora obviously doesn't really remember it. Um, but Flora tells her that she doesn't think it was a ghost story. She thinks it was a love story. And and then we cut to the wedding. And this song that is on the same, like this song was giving me like in the arms of the angel vibes. It was very <laughs> sad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. As soon as it started playing, I was like, well, here we go. This is This is the moment where I break. Into a million pieces. <laughs> and I was correct. So, yeah, we cut to the wedding. And as she's like panning around the room, she keeps seeing everybody as like the younger versions of themselves. And at the very end, she goes to um, back to her like hotel room. She pulls a chair up right in front of the door. She like leaves the front door open, pulls a chair up right in front of the door, falls asleep staring at the door and then we see like Danny's hand come into the frame and she just sets her hand on her shoulder and I passed away in that moment from <laughs> sadness.
1: Just an emotional yeah, wreck.
0: Yeah, I honestly was like an emotional wreck at this point in time <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, and that's it. That is the ending of Bly Manor. Mm. Oh man, that was a. Bit...
1: Uh, you want to go first? <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> um, should we just talk about this? How we felt about this episode in particular, nah, or just th- the season as a whole?
1: I think I think we can just go into the season at this point.
0: I loved this season. I know I know a lot of people were disappointed in comparison to the first one. This is not as scary as the first. I don't think that this one is as much of a scary story as it is more of like a dramatic love story that has scary elements to it. I can yeah. understand why people don't think it's scary It's but I think it's equally as scary just on a different level. It doesn't have as many jump scares. It doesn't have as many moments where I was like, oh, shit, like waiting for something to happen like that. But I think the creepiness of this season to me was scary. And the ideas that are presented are very scary in my opinion. I preferred this story to the Hale House story, honestly. Okay. I think like I... (laughs) So I liked the characters in this one just a little bit more than in Hill House. And don't get me wrong. I loved the entire story of Hill House and I liked the episodes of Hill House. But there were certain episodes or certain parts where I would find myself being like, okay, I'm ready to get through this because I want to get back to this character like I, there were certain characters that I would like, I was waiting to get back to their stories because I liked them more than maybe the character that we were like on at that moment. But I never felt that way about Blind Manor because I found each character equally as interesting and I was as invested in each character in this season. And even the characters I didn't like in this season, like I obviously fucking hated Peter, But I still was really interested in seeing what was going on with him. And I think it was because his story was so wrapped up in everybody else's story that it was very important to see. Um, And I don't know, I guess just the things that they got into in this season really like struck a chord with me more so than Hill Houses did. Um, Just the idea of like love and loss in this season Something about it, and I also prefer the way that it was wrapped up in this season than the mm-hmm. first one. Okay. What are your thoughts? Okay. Um.
1: So one of the things that um I talked to to a friend about when I started watching this is like I really felt like if you stopped watching Bly as a horror series and watched it more as like a romance series you enjoy it a lot more and after finishing it i think that holds pretty damn true Mm -hmm. um i think at a base level like if i hadn't seen hill house and someone Mm -hmm. was like watched this dark romance i would have um I would have like loved it with no reservations whatsoever. Like if I had just seen this in a bubble or like in a vacuum without Hill house to like look at, um, I think it'd be easier to just love it completely because it's a, it's a great story. And I think it's a great love story too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I enjoyed it. I guess I should say that it's like, I, I really enjoyed it. And like, for me on a, um, com- tr- comparing the two is hard for me. I think honestly after finishing the show because they they just don't feel like they're the same genre. Yeah,
0: they're so different. Like
1: they feel like they're just so different that it's like you can tell it's the same creator and you can tell it's using some of the same tools that Hill House is using, but it's just really hard to compare them because they're not the same kind of story. Um, this one, like you said, it's it's a different story that also has some scare elements to it. And I think some of the scares from just like abusive relationships to never getting to tell someone that you love them to the pains of having uh, a cheating spouse, like the things that they explore, I think are scary concepts, right? That are all wrapped around this kind of bubble of like different versions of love and how love can be scary. And I think the show is aware. Of how people are watching it because even with that last line between um flora and jamie where she's like i don't think you should tell people it's a ghost story just tell them it's a love story i think that's them telling the audience the same thing where it's like you're you, you're probably watching this for a ghost story and that's not the lens that you should be putting onto this uh tv show mm-hmm. um and with that being said i did think that I enjoyed Hill House a bit more, just overall as an experience, Um, you know, uh, even just, like, on a cinematic level, like, we got some really, really cool visuals and some awesome writing on Bly, but, like, I was still kind of waiting for the Bly version of the funeral episode, you know, like, I was still waiting for that dynamic, like, mid season, like, what the fuck episode, and we kind of got it, a Little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't think to the same degree. Um, but I will give Bly that I do think Bly had a much better ending and a much more satisfying ending for me mm-hmm. than um Hill House did. Yeah, like yeah. I think both endings worked, but I definitely felt like the Bly ending had a bit more of a complete arc to it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think as a whole season, I prefer Bly than Hill House because for Hill House like hill house for me episodes five and six are like when i think of hill house that's what i remember i'm like episodes five and six Mm -hmm. are my jam like they're so fucking good Mm -hmm. but with Bly, i think because of how this how interwoven the story was i'm always gonna think of the entire season as a whole rather than just like Mm -hmm. oh these were the standout episodes for me um And, you know, obviously, I enjoyed the story as well. But those episodes specifically, I was, like, so impressed by that anytime I think of that season, I think of those. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Something about the theme of this season, like, has just stuck with me and stayed with me more so than the theme of the first season. Because they definitely both deal with, like, grief and loss. But I don't know. Something about, like, yeah, the ideas of, like, different love in this season and, like, how losing that, you know, the idea that everybody is eventually going to lose that and, like, dealing with those, you know, dealing with that idea and also the idea of, like, that when people potentially die, they're all they become are memories and that's, like, also all that is left for them. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. about that is like really stuck with me. I'm like still thinking about it Despite <laughs> by the fact that I've you know, it's been um, a little while since I finished the episode, but I'm like still thinking about that idea.
1: The themes and like the concepts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think people definitely are a little too hard on this show, especially from the reviews that I've seen um, post watching. Like I think people again coming in with their own expectations um, that I think are slightly veering them away from what I think Bly is trying to do and the story that it's trying to tell Mm -hmm. and, like, some of the themes that it's trying to explore. Like, honestly, I would tell some of, like, I do think the series is totally worth a watch. I would probably tell somebody to watch Bly before they watch Hill House Mm -hmm. um, just so that they don't go into Bly with the same, um, like expectations that they had for Hill House.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Cause it's just not, it's just not if you're thinking it's going to be the same vibe, but I'm and I'm happy that they did something different. Like, I don't want to see Hill House done over and over and over again. You know, like I want to see something different. So I'm glad that they took things in a different way, but I think people were expecting Hill House again. And disappointed when it didn't go down that path. And that's under, you know, it's the first season post Hill House. I don't think anybody really knew what to expect. So I Mm -hmm. can understand that. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they branched out and did something totally different and went down a different way because different things are scary to different people. And this to me was just as scary as Hill House, just in a completely different way and mm-hmm. i think if you really think about that then yeah i think i was just as successful and as hill house so i yeah i would totally recommend so, the season for a show
1: so we need a rating overall how we're going to do it
0: okay we're gonna rate it out of um let's rate it out of doll houses
1: okay I, I I I can subscribe to that. <laughs>
2: um,
1: I will I will be a little harsh and give it a three point five dollhouses out of five. Um, not that I don't actually really feel like it's a four. Um, but I think for me, uh, like I said, episode eight, and then I think episode four, whichever one was um, Danny's episode were still overall a little weak to me, where like I wish that they, for me, kept up with the other episodes that I thought were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, with that little change, it would easily be a, a four out of five for me. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think a, a three and a half, really, it's probably more like a 3.9, truth be told, but like I'll, I'll stick to our convention. I'll just do a three and a half.
0: Okay. I'm gonna be a little controversial. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna get some confusion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give this five dollhouses.
1: Ooh. Out of five. Okay. Five dollhouses from Erica. Oh, snap.
0: I know it's nuts, but look, (laughs) (laughs) I like, there's something to be said for me about watching. A show or a movie and if it still is sticking with me like i'm not even joking when i say that like thinking about this makes me like thinking about this show and like the way that ended and stuff like makes me want to cry and it's so rare that (laughs) i like continually feel those emotions even after watching something you know like eventually that fades for me i watch something and i'm like okay whatever now Mm -hmm. i'm i'm fine but so there's something to to me like obviously this the themes of this touched me in like a specific way where i'm still thinking about them and like i would i would no joke sit down and watch this all again like right now um and <laughs> so for that alone i feel like i have to give it a 5 cuz like that's the whole point of entertainment is to like you know for you emotionally to feel connected to it in some way and i definitely mm-hmm. felt that way about this season and so in my opinion they achieved at least with me everything that this season could have set out to achieve so mm-hmm. I would be remiss if I didn't give it a proper five dollhouses out of five.
1: You know, I respect it. And I love that between the two series we got both of our first
0: five out of <laughs> yeah
1: down. So I think that is still a testament to the entire haunting series mm-hmm. as a whole of like they're worth watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Well done, Flanagan. You did it again. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's it. We're all done. That's That is it we for it. our bonus haunting episodes. I hope that you guys have enjoyed going down this this road with us um, as much as we enjoyed watching and talking about these episodes, um, please let us know. Obviously, now that, you know, we've watched all the episodes, we can talk about it now. Uh, I do, I know, I know that I'm probably the minority that's like wow, amazing. So I want to hear like <laughs> I I do want to hear you guys' thoughts on this season um and you know how you felt about everything and in regard if you want to compare it to Hill House and let us like let us know what you thought in comparison to the first season, please do. Or if you want to just talk about it on its own, I and I would be happy to clarify my five out of five if anybody is confused. If, I would go into more detail, but I just can't I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, please um, comment, message us. We are homies of horror on all of our social media. Feel free to email us as well. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Um, since October is now basically over at least it will be when this episode comes out for us uh we will be going back to our movie reviews next week so feel free to start sending us um suggestions if there's a specific movie that you guys want us to talk about also it was fun doing a tv show so if there's tv shows that you guys maybe want us to take a look at in the future we might be down to do another bonus couple more bonus boys here in the future so Yeah, send us those recommendations as well. Um, As always, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is very helpful and we always appreciate it. And be sure to uh, subscribe slash follow us on those as well because you will be notified first thing when our episodes come out every single Monday. But... Other than that, thank you guys again so much for hanging out with us and riding with us through these bonus episodes, and we hope that you guys have a great day and a great rest of your October.
1: Yeah, well, catch you later, homies.
0: Bye.